Hello there, I'm Kios Theronin Beatmaker, and on this episode of the Monday Mindset Podcast, we're going to be discussing focusing on what you can control. We as conscious beings tend to feel as if we have complete control over every aspect of our lives. That we can prevent certain outcomes or control situations or people. But the reality is that destiny cannot be controlled. Destiny cannot be controlled. I'm having a a rough one. I've been trying to record this episode for a couple weeks now. Um, And before it was just um, resistance, Um, just uh, resistance, avoidance. Um, But uh, a couple days ago, a cousin of mine was murdered. Um, So I guess you could say that I've been um, even having more trouble trying to figure out or not even trying to figure out, but find the strength to record this uh, podcast episode. And I guess with the with the murder of my cousin, this felt really appropriate um, to have as a discussion for this episode. I guess the reason why I felt it was appropriate. Um, It had to do with the fact that um, I'm trying to focus on how I can control and maintain my emotional and spiritual balance. Because the last couple days have been really hard. Um, I wasn't that close with this cousin of mine. Um, But I don't think that really matters. His life was taken from him. And, you know, I've been trying to figure out how to control my, my thoughts, my feelings, my reaction. You know, destiny cannot be controlled. It can only be influenced by our actions and words. And I don't know what to say for my cousin, for his family. His actions were nothing more than going out to get something to drink. And so I, you know, I I sit here trying to wonder and ask myself, like, you know, what does it mean to focus on what I can control? You know, the last couple of days I've, I've felt sick to my stomach. I felt like 
I just, I don't even know how to describe it. Just, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, trying to go about my day. You know, I, my mom told me before I was going into work, which I told her I'm, I'm grateful that she did that because at least I can focus on what I can control at that time. And that was my performance at work. Um, one thing that I have very good <laughs> performance at is looking like nothing's really bothering me. And um, a lot of that came from past jobs where I had to look like nothing was bothering me in order to keep my job, so to speak. <laughs> but I'm glad that she told me then because, like I said, I was able to focus on work and focus on my performance at my job. And I love my job, so it made it a little bit easier and manageable for myself, um, mentally at that time. But when I got home later that night, I just, I felt just sick. I, I didn't even know how to feel emotionally. And to be honest, I didn't go to bed till well, three in the morning. Um, just processing, trying to comprehend everything. And I think part of it is also like, for me, the fact that, you know, I was in the hospital in September. Another family member was in the hospital right after I got out of the hospital. And I found out that he was in the hospital for a motorcycle accident. And, and then this happens and it's just like, what you know, for me, it's like, what... <laughs> Yeah, they, you know, they say that, you know, you cannot control destiny. You cannot, you cannot alter it. You cannot change it. But I wonder, I really wonder what, <laughs> if you cannot change destiny, you cannot alter it. You can focus on it. You can focus on shaping destiny, but... <laughs> In the end, you don't really have much control. And I, I try so hard in my own personal life to, excuse me, you know, be a positive person, you know, make positive decisions that, you know, affect everyone else positively. You know, I believe in the ripple effect of our actions and Sometimes I wonder, you know, this happening in my family, like, what, what actions did we cause that led to this? <laughs> and that was some of, one of the first immediate feeling, feelings that I felt, you know, was karma, karma, karma. They kept popping in my head, karma, karma, karma. 
and you know, I begin to wonder like, what, what is bringing out this, this feeling? And you know, there are things that I've, my suspicions of why I felt that, and I, you know, a little too personal to get into, and I've already been personal enough, and you know, part of the reason why is because I think it's important. You know, I don't, right now, I don't really have anyone to talk to about this at the moment. Um, I mean, I do, you know, I'm going to be going to therapy next week, you know, and I'm not afraid to say that I go to therapy, you know, we all need it. If we can, if we're able to, if we can afford it, if our insurance covers it, you know, but I, you know, I didn't really want to really talk with my mom about it and my my cousin, my cousin, who I'm really close with, who had a you know closer relationship with my cousin who passed, was murdered. Um, even I can, even with the times that I've talked with him, he doesn't really want to talk. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me, I apologize. And um, <laughs> caught up in so many different feelings. The one person I really want to talk to about this and be comforted by, you know, nowhere to be seen. And, <laughs> and then you think about that one person you know would know how to, who would know what to say, would know how to comfort you. But you can't, you can't even address that. Because you know that that's a toxic thing. So I'm trying to focus on how I, you know, I know that emotionally right now, you know, I'm doing the best that I can. But how can I, how can I focus on everything else in my life and not lose track of that um, and not lose sight of that? You know, we all, when things get tough, we kind of stop working on and stop doing the things that are important. You know, for me, like, my my ritual, my routine, my morning routine, that is so important to me starting the day off with the right mindset. Um, I need that now more than ever. And I realized that today, you know, by implementing some new, um, a new ritual to my routine, I realized how important I need it, how it, it fundamentally really alters my state of awareness and my perception for the day to a more positive, motivated, driven mindset. And you know, I'm not the only one out there who has a routine, who has a, a ritual that they do every day. You know, I'm slowly trying to implement my evening ritual that I had. You know, I was very very disciplined with my morning and evening um, ritual right before the lockdown started um, and the pandemic. So I've been trying to get back on track. 
And thankfully, I've been doing a really good job at that so far. Um, the yoga has really, really helped. Um, I'm eventually going to get back into working out. But the reasons why I'm bringing all of this up is because with his passing, like, my morning ritual really has made sure that I stay on task, that I, you know, cross off, you know, a task on my to-do list, that I look at it every day. That, you know, like I've said in previous episodes, like being present, um, which will be coming out um, soon. Um, well, actually, will be coming out before this episode airs. <laughs> Um, but in that episode, I, you know, I talk about being present and how it was important for me to, when I'm doing my podcast, to be present. You know, anything in life, we have to be present. And I think that for me personally, this tragic event in my family has been a test on can I focus, not necessarily on what I can control, but focus on what allows me to be able to have control. Um, So focusing on doing my morning routine, focusing on my meditation, focusing on my yoga, focusing on the writing my scripts, focusing on the podcast. And even recently, you know, bless the muses, you know, I've got back into working on music um and and that has been a blessing as well it has definitely helped to um kind of get me back into where i am i've i've noticed some really special things um about what i have experienced getting back into music And that really has, it really has um, made me feel a little more at peace, but also feel safe in the sense that I've been kind of um, going back to my, my roots of creative experimentation and changing up the formula, constantly trying something different, um, constantly experimenting with different types of um, instrumental arrangements and um, arrangements for songs and projects. And because I've been kind of focusing on using that... um, focusing on those aspects of the music, it has allowed me to control um, my emotional um, reactions and mentality at the moment, um, given the tragedy. So, I mean, at least with the music and, and even, you know, with the podcast, but more specifically with the music, it's like that focusing on being present in just working on the lyrics 
um, or just working on the arrangement or coming up with a new track. Um, I've realized that in that moment of focusing on the create the creative control that I have, it's made it a lot easier for me to kind of slowly um, bounce back in a sense, regain myself. Um, and I guess you could say, I, and it makes sense, I feel a lot safe. I feel very safe when I'm working on music right now. Um, that's something that I'm kind of struggling with is the fact that I don't really feel safe at the moment. I feel very vulnerable, very exposed. And I know my entire family must be feeling that. And I feel like because I can't control that vulnerable feeling that I'm experiencing right now, it makes me feel like I don't have control. And I've felt like that. And it's, I think it also has affected why I've been feeling like just sick to my stomach, like I'm going to puke or the, you know, I've already had several instances where I was on the verge of a panic attack and Fortunately, I was able to use some breathing techniques to kind of control it and and mitigate it. You know, that's why, you know, focusing on what you can control is key in the art of living, especially in those moments when hardship, tragedy, you know, <laughs> tragedy, you know, hardship, heartbreak, death, whatever it is, it, it can really hit you. It can really throw you off balance. And all we have control of in those moments is our emotions and how we react to the situation and the individuals around us. You know, I, for example, you know, a little bit after my mom told me about the murder of my cousin, we were talking about, um, I forgot what specifically, but I brought up a video that I saw on Twitter. And it was essentially, this black man was in his house, minding his own business, and two white people just walk in unannounced and accuse him of, being suspicious and why is he living here and how can he be in this house? And, you know, me and my mom kind of talked about it and I was like, listen, if someone did that to me, we'd have a problem. Like, I would probably have to kick their ass. And, you know, my mom was like, well, no, you don't, you, you shouldn't do that because you don't know what they're doing. You don't know if they have a weapon. And I was like, well, you have every right to defend your home and protect yourself. Um, especially when people come in unannounced and she was like, well, you know, did they threat him or anything? And I'm like, no, but they're breaking and entering and it's still a, th a threat. Well, they haven't done anything yet. And um, and so me and mom, were, were, we were just kind of going back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, I, I eventually kind of reacted and, and was like, well, you know, mom, like you can, you can choose how to defend um yourself and your house the way you want to. I'm going to do it the way I want to. And I'm going to protect myself and I'm going to protect my property and stand and stand, you know, 
stand in the face of whatever comes my way. And, you know, we have every right to defend our property as, you know, in any way we seem fit. And look what happened to my cousin. And I stormed off on my way into work. Um, and I realized later on as I was getting getting ready to get the clients onto the van, um, you know, I knew that what I what I'd said and how I reacted to my mom was uncalled for. So I sent her a text and I pretty much told her, I was like, hey mom, I, you know, I'm sorry for the way I reacted. I was caught up in my emotions and uh, and I was not able to maintain balance and it was very inconsiderate and arrogant of me to treat you and respond in that manner. And she accepted my apology. Um, and I bring that up because that's, uh, for me, that's a textbook perfect example of how you can only focus on what you can control. You know, I, you know, my mom was challenging my viewpoint and she was making a lot of valid points in hindsight. And because I was reacting in a manner that's not even me. Um, I'm not sure anymore, but you know, that's a topic for another day, but, or maybe I'll get into it today. But like, um, you know, I was reacting in a very hostile manner that's not necessarily me. And I know that it was partly because my cousin was murdered. And so I try, I, you know, I couldn't, I only focused on defending myself because I feel as if, <clears throat> and I've been trying to comprehend and grasp this feeling of like, you know, why, why don't I want revenge? Why don't I want, it's not even that, but it's like, why I don't even want revenge. I don't want violence. And I, I'm like, at the same time trying to process, well, what could I do? What can I do? I'm no, <laughs> this isn't the movies. <laughs> You know, what, what am I going to do? Train myself in, in martial arts and in handguns and then go out and, and become the punisher? <laughs> you know, I, I don't really know what to do. And I feel like that's part of the reason why I'm, I feel almost like I, I don't know what to control because I don't know. I don't know. I've never, I don't. You know, it's this is the second time this has happened in our family. Second time. And I don't I don't know. I know I can control not giving into fear, not giving into hate. You know, revenge is fear, revenge is hate. Like I said, it's not, you know, like reality is not in the movies. And do I want justice? Yes, of course. Who doesn't? A family member is murdered. Who doesn't want justice? But I don't even know what that means anymore. I don't know. 
I don't know why I feel so emotionless, so empty. You know, I wish I could hold someone. I wish someone could give me a hug, you know, kiss on my forehead. Just tell me everything's gonna be all right. And you know, maybe there will be some positive that comes out of this. But was it worth the price? Was it worth the price? I don't know. And I feel like that makes focusing on what you can control for me even that much harder because what good can come out of this? more focused, I'm back into music, more driven. It had it had to take this happening for me to <laughs> get my head out of my own ass. Stop being caught up in the in the vices, in the pleasures. Is, is that even fair to me? Fair to my family? Fair to his family? You know, life can be <laughs> so selfish and so cruel. But I often wonder if we bring it upon ourselves. Like I said earlier, Destiny cannot be controlled, but we can only control our reaction to destiny, our choices that lead to our destiny. And I'm starting to realize that the choices that other people make and their life and their destiny greatly affect those around them. And that's scary. That's scary to realize because you don't have any control over that. Well, you do. <laughs> and what you do, what you say, and I think I said that earlier, I try really hard to be a positive person, to be kind, to help people, to open the door for people. Because I know that that's important. Because that helps to shape destiny. And if you're a cruel person, if you're a selfish person, if you're a mean person, that is what destiny will have in store for you. And that scares me. Because... I think it's because I realize that's the mind blown for me. That's what I realized. 
after this, given some of the situations going on in my family, or that happened. And it makes you wonder for yourself, what have you done? What, what are you next? <laughs> I was already in the hospital. And that, I guess that's the more, even the scary part that I realized, like, he was in the hospital recently and then gets out of the hospital and then this happens. Is that going to happen to me? The other person in my family that was in the hospital. And I'm scared. I truly am scared. I'll admit that. Because I don't know. I can't control that. I'm not necessarily, like I said in an earlier episode, and trust the process. I'm not scared of death. I'm scared of failing. Before my death. So I try so hard to control every positive aspect of my life. I try so hard to Repeat that motto, it's bigger than you. It's so important. I've learned that early on in my life. It's bigger than you. And everything I do in my life, as much as I do it for myself, I do it for the fact that it's bigger than me and that it will affect everyone else. The music, the podcast, the writing, the photography, everything. And I can control how positive it is. I can control how emotional it is. I can control how it motivates, inspires people, and me, myself included. You know, we have control over our choices and actions in, in the moment. And I don't even know what that means because any day for any of us, the moment we choose to walk out that door, that could be the last day. And it might not even be our fault. Is it ever our fault? (laughs) Is it ever our fault? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is we have control over whether we choose to be present or not. Despite what's going on, regardless. And that takes training. That takes practice. That takes willingness, shared discipline, and will. Shared discipline and will and trust to let go of the fact that you have no control. All you have control over is your perception, your action, and your words. And that's what I've been trying to focus on recently. And even after, you know, that example I gave gave you with my mom, like, and there's other aspects, like, you know, this woman in my life that I, you know, want to be with, I want, you know, I see what we could be. 
together. And I'm trying to control and focus on controlling how I react to everything in regards to that relationship. And this has made me realize, and I guess one of the hardest things about relationships and finding someone that you want to be with forever is how hard it is to not allow your expectations to blur the reality. And I have to remember that myself and I have to focus on how I react. You know, overthinking. And even now, because I feel very vulnerable. So I I think about her more and I, you know, I've always, to say the least, struggled when it comes to relationships. And I think a lot of it comes with the fact that I don't see a lot of value in myself and that I seek validation in others. And I think that is also a lack of control. And that's something I'm learning to work on. And I think I'm struggling with that a, a lot right now. So that's why I try to focus on the music, the art, focusing on the art, focusing on bettering myself, focusing on eating better, going to sleep earlier. <laughs> you know, those positive things that you can control in any of any of our lives, it helps to make it easier to navigate the aspects of our lives we can't control. Um that's why I, you know, I think it's so important for everyone to have a morning routine, to have a, a, a ritual, whether it's working out, meditation, yoga, something positive, something that gets you pumped and, and focused and driven for the day. Um, we need that. We all need that. It doesn't have to be for an hour. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes. It can be 10 minutes, five minutes, anything like that. Um, anything to help you. Control yourself, your emotions, your reactions, your actions. Because that's all we can control. Even when really horrible things happen to us personally, to our friends. All we have control over is our emotions and actions and words. That's all it comes down to. Those three things. It sounds so simple, but as we all know, God damn it. They're nearly impossible to navigate, to control, to understand, especially if you're dealing with mental health problems. And we're all dealing with those, everyone, big or small, given the world that we live in right now, especially if you live in America, especially live in Nigeria. There's so many countries right now that are suffering everyone is struggling to trying to control their life 
trying to find some level of control in their life, especially if you're unemployed. You have no work right now. What can you control? And I'm over here yapping on, telling you to oh, focus on your emotions and you can control your actions and your words. And, and a lot of you guys are probably cussing me out, telling me easier said than done. And I would say, you know what? You're right. But hey, guess what? So is life. And you can't argue me on that. And I'm no high and mighty person. You know, I might be talking to myself doing this for a long time and not a single peep. And that's okay. But at least I will get better. Because right now, I need this. And I'm sure that there are people out there very similar to me who need to hear someone just be vulnerable and honest and let their guard down. And that takes a lot of trust. And I think that's part of the reason why I feel so comfortable doing this because... I know that, you know, I know that maybe nobody will listen to this. And I guess it makes it a little bit easier. Or maybe someone will listen to this and it will resonate with them. And that's all I hope for. You know, I... I know that we're all going through it right now. We're all trying so hard. And I know it's not easy. And I mean, listen, you think right now with everything that's going on right now with me that like I'm walking around with a chip on my shoulder and happy-go-lucky? No, I know. I know that you can't walk around like that all day long. I know that's not possible. If we were all like that, I wouldn't want to live in a world like that. I'm I'm good. No brave new world for this puppy. Nope. <laughs> no brave new world for this handsome mug. Because that's a coward's world. Titans don't live a coward's life. We need to feel these emotions. We need to be We need to feel angry. We need to feel upset. We need to feel hurt. We need to have our our off days, our days when we don't want to do anything. We're human. But even on those days, (laughs) don't forget the goal. Don't forget the mission. You know, that's why I have those to-do lists. That's why I, I will preach Make a to-do list, make a to-do list, make a damn to-do list because even on the days where you're struggling, take a peek at that to-do list. There might be something on there. You know, I have this thing where I'll write one thing for a to-do list on my to-do list and it might have multiple steps. Take care of one step. You know, for me, it's like, all right, for the um for let's say for an example a, a podcast episode 
I'll have on my to-do list. Record, episode, and mix. Okay. All right. I recorded the episode. Boom. That's done. All right. Hey, that's all I got for today. All right. I got work or there's other things I'm interested in doing or, you know what, I'm just not feeling it for the rest of the day. But you got one part of your to-do list, one task, one half of a task done on your to-do list. Took me a while to get there. <laughs> but, you know, and the, and at least, you know, I look at that. Those are what I call micro victories. Um, my, a micro victory is, is like that. You have a to-do list and maybe, you know, like I said, one thing has multiple tasks on it or multiple steps. You get one of those steps done. That's a micro victory. You were able to control getting one part of that task done on your to-do list. And you know what? That is something to feel proud about. That's something to feel good about. You know, you th- those are what I mean about having focusing on what you can control because you can control how you do the work. You can rush it. You can, you know, you can half-ass it. You can, you know, you can be really good about it. You can control how you do the work. And if you do the work right and if you do it correctly, it's going to, it comes out great. You feel proud about yourself. Even if it takes you longer. There's nothing wrong with doing things slowly and taking your time. Especially when it comes to a to-do list. You know, I make a to-do list for the week. And that also will include the weekend. I have to. You know, because when when it comes to c- controlling and focusing on what you can control in your life... You don't want to put too much strain and stress on that control. Um, because then, you know, for me, example, I become overwhelmed. I become frustrated. And that affects my creativity. That affects my ability to get something done in a very timely, efficient manner and to, and to put 100% into the work. And with everything that's going on right now, like, for me personally, that is that much more important and it it sucks how it takes something horrible like this to wake you up to i don't even know put you on the right path again it just it hurts in the sense that i'm mad that this had to happen in order for me to just click. You know, and right now I know that focusing on aspects of your life with a positive and healthy mindset, it is damn near impossible right now with the world that we're living in, the country that we're living in. And even for myself right now included. How do I do that right now? And the only way I can do that is by doing my morning routine. Every morning. And working on my to-do list. 
those are the only ways that I can find and create and generate, I should say, a positive and healthy mindset right now. Those are the only ways. And everybody, everybody, we're all going to have to find what generates that. And it's not going to be easy. And it's going to take time. Because we're all different. We all have different needs. We all have different goals. We all have different hobbies. We all have different things that make us happy, that make us relax. And some of those things can be positive and some of those things can be negative. And hey, I don't judge, you know. As long as you're not hurting anybody, I can't judge you. I can't. That's something that I, you know, I've definitely come to learn and and actually appreciate. Um, because I used to be very judgmental to people, even if what they were doing didn't hurt anybody, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And, you know, I'm glad that I've kind of grown out of that because I feel like that's also another aspect of control because, you know, being able to control someone emotionally, um, there's great power in that. And uh, it's dangerous power. It's abusive power. Um, and I think a lot of people who thrive on that, they thrive on it because they have no control over their emotions. They can't focus on themselves. Because that means focusing on their emotional unbalance, their emotional toxicity, and I think for me right now, that is something that I'm kind of dealing with myself and looking at other people. You know, it's like, you know, my, you know, my best friend, like when I was in the hospital, like he only reached out to me once and and then when, you know, there was a, I had a bad night in the hospital one day and, you know, I was sending out emotional messages to people out that I was really close to and needing my life. And, you know, I sent him one and then I never heard back from him um, for several weeks. And, you know, I can understand given that we're in a pandemic that, you know, not everyone, you know, it's not, it's not safe to go to a, to a hospital. <laughs> um, and I know not everyone can handle when family, loved ones, whatever, are in the hospital. They can't handle it. I know a lot of people don't emotionally deal well with hospital settings. And I can respect that and I can understand that. And I can sympathize with that personally as well because I understand it. But, you know, I also had to think about the fact that, you know, we've been such close friends, best friends, brothers, and... If he was in the hospital, I would drop everything that I was doing and I would be there in a second. Um, so that's something that I've been trying to focus on and control and, and I'm trying to process myself, especially in therapy. And, you know, I reached out and I kind of expressed how I was feeling because I felt really hurt. Um, and I never heard from him again. Until yesterday. Or the day before that, I should say. And I haven't listened to the audio message and 
I'm not even ready to right now because I just don't know. So I, I decided I was going to wait till therapy and listen to it then. You know, you may think and ask yourself, you know, why is he being so open like this? Why is he saying this? Because, well, we don't talk like this enough. We're not honest with ourselves enough. And to me, honesty is another way of being able to focus on what you can control. I can control my honesty. I can control empathizing with people. I can control opening up to people so people understand who I am and where I come from and why I feel this way and why I think this way and my perspectives and my feelings. And I need to open up like this for myself so I, I need to hear this. You know, it's, you know, I'm, you know, I may be selfish in saying this, but I really do this for my damn self because I need this. But I know that there are people out there just like me who need this, who they don't have anyone to talk to about anything they're feeling right now. They could be feeling the exact same way I am right now. And, you know, that honesty is, is what I'm struggling with right now is like, I don't, what would you do in my situation? What would any of you do? How would you react? What would your actions and words be? Because that's something that I'm big on. You know, I, I've, I've said it in previous episodes that I'm big on choices. You know, I'm big on actions. You know, your actions and your words are the way people will perceive you. I know they say actions are louder than speak. Actions speak louder than words. And yes, they do. But, you know, words are actions, too. We can't, we seem to forget that words are actions too. Wars have been started over actions, over wars have been started over words. Genocide has been committed because of words. Go look up the Rwanda genocide. Go look up the the radio broadcasting that led to so many countless deaths. So I know how effective actions are, but I know how dangerous and more effective words can be. And I'm not the only one out there. So you can please spare me that phrase because I think it's a little old and outdated given the times that we live in. Especially given how dangerous social media is and how with one tweet it can affect the stock markets or affect national security. What a day and age we live in, right? And so, you know, I don't know how to feel about that. Am I being, am I being petty? Am I, am I not addressing, you know, think acknowledging what's going on in his life? Of course I have. Of course I have. But I'm human and I have feelings too. I can't always just think about other people and can't always put them in first all the time. You do that, you're going to get walked over. You're going to forget about yourself. So I'm not afraid to say that, yeah, that, that, that hurts. I'm still hurting from that. I'm still trying to process it. And so I'm going to process it in a manner that is healthy for me, in a manner that I, I, that's right for me. And so for me, that's going to be in therapy. Judge me all you want for being dishonest, but at least... I'm honest with myself. And at least I can feel proud in the at the end of the day 
that I was honest with myself and that I was able to control my honesty, that I was able to control my actions. Better yet, my words. Not my words, not only to other people, but to myself. The words that you say to yourself. Because those words that you say every day to yourself, they hurt more than than any pain you can inflict on yourself. I've never personally inflicted any pain on myself physically, but emotionally, with words, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was one of my specialties. And I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that can relate to that. And so even now with this situation with my best friend, like I'm trying to focus on on my my words, my reaction to it. You know, you all can think, well, you know, chaos, you know, if you're not chaos, if you're not gonna say anything, that's that's just as bad. Well, you know, I don't know what to say right now. And I'd rather go to therapy and help myself and, and find out how can I re- respond to this. Because I'm emotionally overloaded at this moment in time. Can I can I get some sympathy for that? Some empathy for that? Can we all get some sympathy and empathy for some of the, um, the emotional, personal things that we're going through? And if we're even bothering to work on it, because not everyone's bothering to work on that. We all have people in our lives like that. We've all seen people like that. See them at work. See them in your family. See them in your relationships. See them in your friends. And so, you know, like... <laughs> I, I, You know, I need to process this and work on this. And like I said earlier, and like I said, by doing it in a way for me that's positive and healthy. And that way is going to be through therapy. You know, and I know not everyone is fortunate enough to to be able to to afford insurance, to pay for therapy, or to even make enough money to pay for therapy. I know that. Don't get me wrong. I know that. I was one of those people for years. And the only therapy that I could do was do it to myself. And that meant deep thoughts. And that meant reading books and acknowledging the problems in myself. And that meant constantly meditating. And that meant going on long walks and holding myself accountable. And when I was finally able to get help, I did it. And I was fortunate enough to be able to do it. But it took time to get there. And I know that. And everyone's going to have their same, everyone's going to have a different situation. I'm acknowledging that. And I'm respecting that. And that's why I'm hoping that for people out there, many of us who use, who listen to podcasts or watch them, you know, as a form of escape and as a form of therapy. I I know there are plenty of people out there who listen to Joe Rogan for therapy, for, you know, a distraction, to learn about, you know, what other people think, to listen to conversations that may shape their personalities and their 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 perspectives. And I hope that I can be a form of therapy for people like that, who don't have any other access to any type of therapy. Maybe they're not creative. Like many creative people who use their creative, you know, abilities as a form of therapy. And maybe they need a podcast. You know, I, you know, I'm a creative person, but I love podcasts. Hello, I'm making one right now. 
So, you know, we all need to find those things. And, and, and that is a, a form of control for any of us. And, you know, the circle back around with my situation with my best friend is like, you know, all I can do is, is have faith in the decisions that I make and how I react to this will lead to, you know, a an outcome that we both can learn and grow from this. I mean, you know, I've known him for such a long time. I've never been mad at him, never been hurt by him. So, and I'm already, you know, with everything that I'm dealing with, trying to process that. And it's a lot to process. And especially when you're someone who overthinks and overanalyzes and creates creates scenarios and all this crazy nonsense, you know, it makes it even that much harder. And I know I'm not the only one out there. I know that. Even like with my, with, you know, my relationship, you know, even with that, trying to control how I feel about certain things, how I feel I might be being treated. Maybe it's me overthinking, you know, like I said, even with my best friend, like we all are dealing with that. And then, you know, the problem is if you're like me and you're like other people who overthink things and create all these scenarios and overanalyze, it becomes 10 times more overwhelming and frustrating because then you start wondering if you're the wrong, if you're wrong, if you're the problem. And that's one of the biggest things about me. Sometimes I always think I'm the problem. And that even when I'm trying to do the right thing, I'm doing something bad. And you know what? It's not you. It's the way they're reacting. It's the way they're treating you. It's that validation. Seeking that validation in them. When you feel like you can't find it in yourself, when it's when it's there all along, you just can't see it because you're just so caught up and lost in the moment. You can't get out of it. Much love, Bono. <laughs> so I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't really know. I know what I feel. I know how I think, but I I don't know. This is definitely. Throw me off course in a sense of, you know, emotionally, but I'm, I know I'm getting back on course. Like I said, you know, the routine has been a godsend and has really helped keep me in line. But I also know that, you know, I'm, I don't know what's going to come from all of this. I don't know what's going to happen next. I'm scared. I don't know what to do next. You know, there are, you know. I don't even know if I want to talk about what I'm feeling right now, what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> and maybe I should. You know, I feel like I'm, I feel like maybe I need to get protection. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. With everything that's going on in this world, that need for control becomes blurred with the need for power. Power and control are two very different things. People get them confused. 
And sometimes it's on purpose. They know exactly what they're doing. And that's another problem. Another problem we all face in this world. Are we looking for control or are we looking for power? And I think that's what I'm struggling with right now. Am I looking for control or am I looking for power? But even with power, there's no real control because power is unpredictable. And there's always a bigger fish. So what do you say to that? What do you say to the fact that power is a dangerous, dangerous perception, a dangerous perception of control? And that's what I'm looking at in myself right now. Am I looking for control or am I looking for power? And even with that power, do I really have control? Especially being a man of color. <laughs> Goes back to that damn argument with my mom. And do I even have control at that point if I give in to the need for power? Do I have control at that point or am I allowing the power to be the control. I don't know. I really don't know. And that's something that's just kind of, I'm just realizing right now. And I don't even know what that means. I don't, I don't know what that means. Because power and control, we all, we all want it. We all want power and control. And we all will do whatever we can to attain it, attain it. Some of us, not all of us. But for myself right now, like I said, like that power and control is like, is it the control that I need or is it the power? And, and will I even have it at that point? If I go for the power, and you all know what I mean by that. If I go for that, am I going to have control over anything? Am I giving up control? I don't know. Because look at the world that we live in right now. This country is starting to feel less and less under control. And after what happened to my cousin... It hits home even closer. So it makes me wonder and ask myself, maybe I need to get some power in my life to protect those close to me. But I don't know, because I, I haven't had time to really dive deep into that. For anyone who's listening, you guys are the first ones to really hear it. Not looking forward to having that talk with my therapist. <laughs> the moment you start talking about that kind of power, everyone thinks you're fucking crazy, right? I'm not crazy. 
and just seeing the reality of what it is. I think it's a lot easier to, to preach, but until it actually hits home, you don't really know. And I'm dealing with that right now. And it scares me. It scares me because having that conversation with certain people in my life, I know what they're going to say. I'm going to see it in their eyes. I'm going to see the look, the fear, the concern. And I'm even struggling with it myself. You know? I know I'm not the only one out there having that same conversation with themselves or family members. And I'm not afraid of the conversation. I guess I'm just afraid of the perception that it will have towards me. But I can't really care about what people think about me, right? Yes and no. But I think I pride myself on being someone who's reasonable and logical and understanding. So I have to stick to those guns. I have to stand up for myself in, in that sense. Metaphorically speaking, of course. And that's what I'm going to do. I, I know that we are all... We all have these conversations with ourselves. We all have these conversations with the family members. And in certain parts of this state, that's not even a conversation. That is a guaranteed. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe I should move to a state where it's a guarantee. But yet again, is anywhere truly safe anymore? And that's what I'm feeling right now. I feel like nowhere is truly safe. Even in my own place. Sometimes I don't even want to go outside because I'm not even sure. Because I'm scared. I'll admit that. I don't think admitting that you're scared and what you're scared of makes you a coward. And I don't think being vulnerable is weak. Being vulnerable is strong. Read any hero's journey. <laughs> Read any superhero comic. <laughs> You're going to tell me that Batman isn't a vulnerable character? Please. <laughs> Come on. The man won't kill his enemies. Even the most vicious ones. If that ain't a vulnerable man, then I don't know what is anymore. <laughs> focusing on what you control. You know, I have it written here that <laughs> focusing on what you control opens up new opportunities and new perspectives. And maybe they do open up new opportunities. They sure as hell open up new perspectives. And they may help you grow. 
and evolve into a person fully in control of the moment. Fully in control of the moment. I apologize. I thought I put my phone on vibrate. But, you know, I think that's what's so important about being able to focus on what you control. Like I said in the previous episode, is is being present, you know, no matter what's going on. Uh, you know, we can, I'm not going to argue the merits of, you know, defunding the police or anything like that, but I don't know, like, I don't know where I was going to go with that one, but like, I guess where I was trying to go is like, we, regardless of what we're dealing with personally, here, I guess is the more appropriate direction, regardless of what we're dealing with personally we have to be able to be present in the most important moments of our lives and even the most you know work like and i guess that's it's for me i guess for me personally i guess this is me personally but like you know i i could have chosen not to go into work i could have chosen to do this or that but i chose to go to work i chose do that because that is control over my reaction. You know, I'm not saying that everyone is like me or everyone should do that. But if you are, you know, spiritually and mentally, emotionally strong enough to kick, able to, to be that kind of person to continue, sometimes you don't have a choice. Damn it, you don't have a choice sometimes. Sometimes you don't have a choice and you have to keep going to work every single day. You know, I, I, you know, it makes me think back to when I used to be a paraprofessional and for six months I was going in every single day not knowing if I was going to have a job when I leave. And that's what I meant earlier about having to keep my emotions in check. It, 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 it doesn't matter what the situation is. I know it's going to be hard. I know that. I'm well aware of that. But being present, it, it's, it's, it's so important. Even now, like, I'm, you know, I'm here. Are there things in the back of my mind that I'm thinking about? Yeah. Um, part of it is a person I just called. <laughs> but, you know, it's, but I'm here still. I'm still going. I think this is the longest I've ever talked on the podcast so far. And I, you know, I'm not going to cut this up into parts or anything like that. This just needs to go out the way it is. Because... It's everything needs to be heard and in its entirety. And, you know, everything that I've said today, I'm glad that I've said it. Because I do feel a lot better. Um, 
feel a little bit easier. That's one thing that I've been feeling, like I said, feeling sick to my stomach, but feeling so heavy. Feeling as if, I don't know, I'm, I'm on the surface of another planet and the gravity is 10 times stronger. It just, everything felt so heavy. It felt as if the weight of the world was even heavier. Felt like what Atlas must experience every day. And um, one thing that I don't even understand is why haven't I cried? I don't understand that. Why haven't I cried? There are so many things I been trying to process and understand that I become so overwhelmed. And becoming so overwhelmed for me is, I hate it because then I feel like I, I don't even have control over my emotions or what I'm thinking. And we all have experienced that. And I hate that feeling. It scares me distracts me but I I know that I'll I know that I will get through this you know I've I've faced a lot of challenges in my life a lot of emotional mental and spiritual challenges and I know I'm not the only one and I've always pulled through and I've always pulled through stronger than ever. And I know that I'll pull through through this, you know, horrific event. I don't know how I'll come out on the other side from everything that I'm feeling and the new perspectives that I'm having. They're going to definitely shape a lot of the choices and actions that I make moving forward but they're all going to be actions and choices that move to a more safer positive healthier mindset surroundings you know i'm not gonna you know as master yoda says fear leads to anger anger leads to hate and hate leads to suffering. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Monday Mindset. To learn more about myself and how you can support The Monday Mindset, head over to my Patreon page at Ronin Art and Music. Again, that's Ronin Art and Music. If you're listening to this on your preferred streaming service, please make sure to subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, leave a comment and review, and slap that notification bell. On iTunes, please make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave a review, as this will help me and the podcast grow. Stay positive, stay focused, stay true, and much love.